Welcome to Fast Times with D&D High, where Grange knows exactly where the third sword goes. I'm your DM, Persephone, and I'm joined by our players. Nuance. Hi. I play Sarasessa. Ren. Hi! Oh, wait, why did I squeak so much? Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, also Cecil. <clears throat> Elise. I'm Elise, and I play Hudson, and where does that third sword go? And Caro. Hi, I'm Caro. I play Ollie, and I don't know where the third sword goes either. Hope we find out. All right. Let's find out where the third sword goes. Let's begin. It's like the three seashells in Demolition Man. So, last time on Fast Times, we learned some valuable lessons, like don't follow talking cats or haunting music, because then you end up in a room that mysteriously appeared on the second floor of your high school. It was covered in mirrors, and there was a box with some kind of weird scroll work that, um, someone thought might be like magic circuitry. And it kind of was, and we all took turns spinning it around to get different colors and phrases, like some kind of in-person Chris Feed, what color is your soul quiz? We also got a fight against these scary mirror versions of ourselves. It was apparently some kind of aptitude test, which seems really unfair because we did not have a chance to study beforehand. And don't listen to Cecil, we all tried our best and that's the most important thing. Well, once we defeated the mirror cells, the room disappeared and we found ourselves in the Arcana 101 classroom. And we had missed several classes and now had detention on the very first day. And I really am not sure how I'm supposed to explain any of this stuff to my parents. You all hear a bell go off. It's now two o'clock, and you know that that is the sound for school being over, Holly. Oh, hey, good news. Uh, school's out, so um, I guess we'll uh, see you all in detention very soon. Oh, uh, sorry, quick question for Persephone. Are we? Are some of us going to detention right now? Or- no, it's oh, for okay. next Monday. Okay, cool. I, I have a detention for right now, though. Yes. Do you all remember the thing that it said? It said to go down. Yeah, something about searching below. Should we I feel like... That? Or maybe we should just call it good. Maybe I we mean, should just call it good. I kind of want to go to the library and see if we can find something there. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh, I got snacks! I can't go anywhere right now, actually. What's the matter, Cecil? Are you okay? Why not? Did I not heal you enough? I I have to go to detention. What? No, you don't. Just come with us. Yeah, no, they got detention for turning into a turtle earlier. Did they know you turned into a turtle? You specifically? Oh, I mean, I didn't mean that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask that. I guess I have to go. Uh, well, we could just come with you. How long's detention? Uh, I don't know. I've never had a detention. Holly, you would know this by heart at this point. Uh, yeah. Standard detentions, unless they're a Saturday detention, are an hour long. 
Oh, detention's only an hour long. We can just come with you and, uh, and, uh, or, or we could split up. Sorry, and I could go to the library. We could pretend like we have detention and hang out with you, you know? I don't know how det detention works. We could practice for detention for next week. I, I, I can't tell any of you what to do, obviously. I. All right, cool. We're coming with you. Uh, Hudson is just like leaves in a direction apropos of not actually knowing where the detention is. Just heads off. Cecil pulls out the, the previous detention slip to look and see if there's instructions on it. There is. It says, report to the guidance office Ember with Ember Dew. Do you know where the guidance office is? Oh, yeah. Uh, I can show you where it is. Uh, start, and then I shout out to Hudson. Hey! Wrong huh? way. This way. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, this way. Okay. And I start leading folks to the uh, to Ember Dew's office. You go down to the first floor and you know that the guidance counselor's office is about a hallway over from the principal's office. You see that there is another door with those sort of grid line patterns over it and in gold font, counselor above it. You open the door and you see a desk in front of five desks that have been arranged in a row in front of the desk. You also see Ember, the beautiful counselor that you saw on the way in to Varnum, who took away Monette, is sitting in front of a desk. You also see that in two already occupied desks in the back are Ned and Manette. And they are looking down at notebooks, looking, well, Manette looks pissed and Ned just looks kind of sheepish. Are you all here for detention? I was not told that there was going to be so many of you. Well, you, I believe. Yep. I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, all of you, uh, if you all have detention, come in. Take a seat. Suri is frozen. She doesn't have detention, which is exactly what the authority figure said she has to have to come in. But the people that she's spending time with are all going in. So there's definitely a moment of... I am not sure what the correct course of action is right now before sheepishly kind of sidling in as well. Cecil, what do you do? Sigh deeply and go in. You go in and you take your seats. Ember Dew goes over back to the door and closes it. Well, as you all know, you have detention with me. And quite frankly, this will not just be you writing lines in your notebooks or doing your homework. We're going to have a little chat, and I'm going to tell you what I'm here for. As you know, Varnum is a correctional school, though I would prefer to call it a, well, perhaps a learning center. Basically, you're all here through circumstances that may or may not have been in or out of your control. However, your actions here while you're attending this school are. And as such, we, the faculty, will all give you the chance to improve upon what ever got you here. This school is a place to grow, not a prison, as so many people believe, outside of here. It's a chance for redemption, or in other ways, prove to others you're not what they say you are. Is that understood? Yep. All right, I will let you know that my actual office, which is attached to this room over there, 
She points to another door in the classroom on the right side of the chalkboard. My door is always open if you have anything to discuss. Hudson's looking like wicked intent. He's trying so hard right now. Now, what I'm going to have you do today, instead of something pointless like writing lines or cleaning up, things that won't teach you anything, I am going to have each of you write a paragraph. And in that paragraph, you're going to write what is bothering you at this very moment, what you think the source of that pain is, and how you wish to improve upon it in the future. And when you are done, you'll bring those papers up to me, and then I will send you on your merry way. I will keep those papers in my office, and sometime during the next week, I will reach out to you to bring you into the office one by one to receive one-on-one guidance with me. So write your paragraph, take it seriously, and then you may go. So while Hudson's writing, it's gonna he's gonna write very slowly uh, and also keep looking over at Cecil to see how Cecil's doing because he doesn't want to leave before Cecil. He's just like writing, peeking, writing, peeking. And he's just going to wait until Cecil gets up to leave before he gets up to leave. Mr. I love her. Yeah? This is not an exam, you cannot cheat. I suggest you keep your eyes on your own paper. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Ollie uh, finishes writing, stands up, tears off a piece of paper, walks up to the teacher, to uh, the counselor, drops the paper. Oliver? Mm-hmm. I hope that this time you didn't write cockfunt. <laughs> yes, I hope you did not write cockfunt again. I didn't. Let's see. Oh, it seems you actually wrote something. The words say, what is bothering me right now? And then a dash, and it says, no stability in my life. Then it says, source. And then a dash, and it says, home is bad. And then it says, how to improve. And a dash, and it says, make enough money to get my own place. So Ollie just stares at her and says, how's that? Amber quickly scans the letter and looks back up at you, looks straight in your eyes and says... This is something that we will discuss later. I will be sure to call you in. Thank you, Oliver, for listening this time. I greatly appreciate it. And I'm sorry. Ollie just kind of shrugs like like he couldn't care less. But it obviously looks a little sad and then walks away. So you leave the classroom. Hudson, you'll notice when you, before you got chastised, when you peek over at Cecil that they have not written anything and are just staring at the paper. Oh, Cecil. What, what? She said it's like not an exam, so you could just write stuff. There's so much bothering me, I don't know where to start. Uh, you could start alphabetically. That's a good idea. Cecil starts scribbling. Suri does not write a paragraph. Suri writes several paragraphs in very nice loopy handwriting and eventually finishes and kind of skitters forward and, and, and hands it over to Ember Dew. Ember scans it. Do you want me to read it or sum it, sum it up? Just give of? a summation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, it uh, Suri's is just about kind of uh, confusion and a lack of control. Everything that is changing 
clearly it started being about what just happened but as she wrote it kind of morphed into all sorts of things uh she doesn't feel like she's in control she doesn't feel like anything that is happening has any input from her and that it doesn't matter and for just how to improve it's just i don't know several times i don't know i don't know anything i guess just trying to be the daughter my parents want me to be because then at least i'll be doing something right Ember finishes skimming it and looks up at you with soft eyes. Thank you, Sarasissa. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Sh- should I go or sh- should I go? You may. Wait? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then she kind of sidles out, um, shoulders very hunched, and like she's trying to make herself small again. Cecil is still, s- still scribbling. Hudson at this point is like pretending to write so that it looks like he has a reason to still be in the classroom. The hard concentrate look on his face looks pretty natural for him. She doesn't notice anything. Hudson tries so hard. Tries so, hard. so is Hudson just like keeping the pencil like an inch above the paper or is he just writing like the alphabet or something? He He might be just like rewriting the stuff that he already wrote so that it looks like He's writing. He he finished his paragraph like very quickly, as far as Hudson and writing goes. Not as quickly as Ollie, but probably before Surrey because she wrote so much more than him. She just has a lot of feelings, okay? Full of feelings. Cecil stops writing and looks up, kind of shrugs, and brings the paper to to Ember. She scans it. What's the general gist of it? It's not a paragraph, it's bullet points, but uh, they say. I got kicked out of school for a misunderstanding. I think I might deserve to be here, though. My head hurts. Stuck in detention for things that are out of my control. Things are really confusing in general. What do you think the source of this is? Where do I even start? How to improve? I have no idea. It's in alphabetical order. She finishes and looks up at you. Not knowing is an answer as well. Thank you, Cecil. We'll call on you soon. And Cecil walks out of the room. Hudson looks so relieved when Cecil gets up and leaves. Um, and he gets up and hands, hands the guidance counselor his paragraph. Would you like me to read it out loud? Sure. <clears throat> At this moment, I'm bothered by my shirt because it's covered in blood. It smells bad and is sticky and is not soft anymore. I got it from being hit with a sword. In the future, I want to improve this by becoming a great fighter so that I can be better at protecting my friends. If I keep getting hurt, then eventually I might die and then I can't protect them anymore because I'll be dead. Unless I come back as a ghost, like in that movie, but instead of making clay pots, I can fight anyone who tries to come for my buddies. I'm like, <laughs> he looks so proud of himself as he hands this over. Like, there's no, there's no irony in his face. He's just like, yeah, I really thought about what you said, and I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's so good. You see, Ember finishes the relatively short letter and looks up at you, and then looks down again at the letter. And then back up at you. Well, we will certainly discuss uh, this 
um, at a future date, Hudson. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, you you may go now if you if you so choose. Hudson leaves. So you all leave the classroom. You notice that Manette and Ned have not gotten up. Ollie and Suri are still in the hallway when Cecil and Hudson get out. Suri is probably sitting on the floor with her knees up to her chest. Um, Her skirt is, in fact, long enough to still kind of brush the tops of her feet, even sitting like that, because, you know, why wouldn't you wear the longest things possible? And she's probably working on homework uh, at this point. Why wouldn't you? Um, And has texted home just to say that she's going to be late. She's doing additional research in the library. There's no response. So when you're all in the hallway again, you notice that it's about half hour after the final bell is rung, but there's still a few people in the hallway. Some that are going to clubs, some that are still getting stuff in their locker. You see Kenneth, who Ollie and Hudson recognize from the Blade class. Next to him is a much shorter dwarven teenager with no beard, wearing a very open purple shirt with dark brown hair that looks like it has a lot of product in it. And they are talking. Can everyone roll a perception check? I have a 15. 10. I also had a 15. Hudson has a four. He is checking his own reflection in a locker. (laughs) Hudson and Cecil, you're just two in your own little worlds right now for different reasons. Cecil, because you're still thinking about the letter. Hudson, because I just imagine that you have like a running teeny bopper beat in your head as thoughts and emotions. I am Hudson and today is the best day I've ever had with my buddies. Hi, Ned here with a brief commercial break. Have you heard about the Fast Times Patreon? It's the place on the ChrisNet where you can support all of our adventures, antics, and thievery. Hey, we don't steal! Right? Right. And anyway, uh, you can get early access. Uh, plus, there's all sorts of other content on there, like character sheets and text between all of us, and and more. I, I, I even hear that you can get a personalized shout-out during the show. Yeah, stop by in between searching for where the third sword goes. I'm still looking. So run off to patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. That's patreon.com slash fasttimesd, the letter N, D. I hope we see you all there. Okay, no, but really, where does the third sword go? Um... No. Hudson, you're so pretty. Are you all skipping classes again? Shit, time to go. Back to the episode. Bye! Detention! Detention! However, Suri and Ollie, you see that the dwarven boy 
that's talking to Kenneth briefly looks over at you and then looks over again at the four of you and gestures to Kenneth. And Kenneth looks over, rolls his eyes, and turns back to his locker when when the dwarven teenager sort of taps on his shoulder and like points at you very blatantly and then starts dragging him away. Kenneth goes reluctantly. They walk over to you. Uh, it's Elma, right? Well, hello. Yes, it is Elma. I am delighted to make all of your acquaintances. Although, Ollie, we, we have classes together. Yeah, we? we do. Very good to see you. Do you all know Kenneth? You see Kenneth, size. I think everyone knows Kenneth. Hudson turns around from admiring his own reflection. Hey! You're in my class! Uh, yeah, uh, I am. Kenneth scratches at his temple sheepishly. Uh, yeah, we, um, were in class together. Are both of you okay? Yeah! Thanks for asking! Looks like things got a bit dicey with Grange. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, that's... Well, that's one way of putting it. I would just say that he has a stick so far up his ass, he can taste it in his mouth. That sounds... <laughs> I think he might actually like it, actually. That sounds painful. Elmer. What? I'm pretty sure that that man is so far in denial that... Well, you know how these things work, don't you, Ollie? Uh, I am, first of all, not at all closeted. I am very openly bisexual. Uh, not that I've ever had sex. Uh, but I, if I could, it would be with... A virgin, huh? Well, I didn't mean that you were closeted. I know very well that you're not. Since there's so few of us around here that are out. But you've seen the closet cases before. Oh, yeah. You? The typical male aggression bullshit. Of course. They're always so sad, aren't they? Could everyone give me an insight check? Sure, but Cecil is just crawling within themselves right now trying to avoid this entire conversation. Holy shit. I've got a 16. 12? I got a dirty 20. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did everyone else get? I got a 6. So, yeah. Suri is just bright red and can barely hear anything over the pounding of blood in her ears. So, Cecil and Ollie, you notice that as Elmer is talking about closet cases, you see that Kenneth looks a little bit uncomfortable, but doesn't say anything. Well, it's gotta be hard if you, like, spending your whole time trying to pretend to be something you're not, you know? Is that something you know about? Hmm. Yeah. Like, when I was little, people used to tell me that I couldn't be a good fighter because I was pretty, and then, like, I had to prove that I was a good fighter, you know? Well, you are very pretty. Elmer looks you up and down. Thanks, buddy. You too. Thank you. I like your, uh, he points at a shiny thing on Elmer. He says- Elmer is wearing several gold necklaces. I like your, uh, necklaces. Thank you. I collect them, if you can tell. Just like I collect other things. 
I was wondering if someone as attractive as you and your friends would be interested in coming to a little party we're throwing this weekend. Yes, definitely. Ah, oh, it sounds great! Oh, uh, Sasso collects stuff too. They collect bugs. They're real good at it. No, 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 no. I, 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 no. You collect bugs? No. Yeah, like really cool ones. Like ones you can't like find like out and about, you know? That that's not actually accurate. I mean, whatever you're into. Anyway, the party is at the train grains. Friday night, eight o'clock. Do you need us to bring anything? Oh no, I, I think that we'll have plenty. Ollie, you have been to the train graves before. You know that the train graves are an abandoned tunnel and train lot from before the crystal portal system was stabilized and it was the most common form of transit between cities in Cisternia and specifically mm-hmm. in Aria, the country that you're all in. And you know that a lot of teenagers sneak in and throw parties there. It's full of broken trains and torn up tracks. It was the site of a really, really bad accident about 150 years ago and has been abandoned since. You know that the subway system that runs in Cadence is uh, runs above and over it, and that's not too far from where you live. That yeah, will definitely be there. Good. Right, Kenneth? You see Kenneth puts a hand on his forehead and sighs. I have practiced Friday. I don't think I'll be up to it. Elmer looks at him. This is the first big party of the school year, and you're going to bail? What kind of Varnum student are you? You see Kenneth doesn't even open his eyes. The kind that wants to graduate and not do anything else, that's a problem. That's just boring. If we're gonna be here, we might as well cause some trouble. You know, it's... Everyone thinks that we're trash anyway, we might as well enjoy it. Plus, it's a Friday, so Saturday you could sleep in. By this point, Suri has just completely checked out of the conversation as a whole. The Category 5 anxiety spiral that's been brewing in her brain has finally exploded, and she has no capacity to focus on anything else outside of her head. Oh, hey, uh, Elma, by the way, uh, I know that you're uh, a bit more connected than I am. If anyone's looking for anything, uh, you know, to party with, let me know. Oh, looking to do a fair bit of business. Are we? That's the plan. I think that that could be arranged at the party itself. There aren't just Varnum students coming, you know. Perfect. Some of the people coming may have money. Good. Well, that'll certainly liven things up. You see, Kenneth looks at Elmer. Drugs, really? You know I can't- I didn't say you had to do it, but if someone chooses their own volition to partake, Well, what if something happens? What if someone gets in danger? What if someone dies or- Listen, Kenneth, I know that you're all about being upright and upstanding and having glowing swords and shit, but can you please just chill? Just for a little bit? No, I have to do what's right. No, you don't. You're a teenager. Eventually, we're going to be old enough that we can get arrested for this shit and it'll be on our records. We have to use this currency while we have it. Well, I think Kenneth is right, though, because, like, I did drugs one time and then I got in trouble and now I'm here. Which, like, Farnham's all right, but, you know, I miss my team. All right. But, Hudson, follow my logic. Is it right to tell people what to do? Or is it right to let people do what they think is right? Hudson 
Looks like he's trying to do math. So, restricting people's freedom is wrong. So, if someone wants to do drugs, then that could be right as long as it's what they want to do, and stopping them from doing that is wrong. So, like, if you want to do what you want to do, and someone doesn't want to do what you want to do, then you're... I believe you broke the poor boy. (laughs) I think I did. Uh, Hudson, you're terribly pretty. Don't ruin your face by scrunching it up. What? You'd be such a waste. I think Ollie tried to say something really smart and I'm trying to figure it out now. You see Kenneth looks kind of concerned for Hudson's well-being. Uh, uh, are you gonna be okay? Uh, you look like you're hurting yourself. Oh yeah, I'll be alright. Uh, but I think I got it. So what Ollie is saying is that we have to do what we want to do. Because if we don't, then we're restricting his freedom? No, I, um... So Kenneth and I can't do drugs. It's close enough, right? Yeah, it's close close enough. Good enough. I I feel like that's good. You can do whatever is right for you. But you can't tell other people what is right. Because that's pressure. Exactly. And that's coercion. Inappropriate. Yeah, it's tyranny. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hope to see all of you there, and we'll have some fun, won't we? Yeah, we will. So, uh, I would like to roll insight, because Suri's never gotten an invite to a party before, especially not from cool kids or whatever, uh... And she's not entirely sure that this is on the up and up. Not that she could go anyway. Like, she already has 510 reasons why she clearly can't go, but she still isn't sure whether even this is legit. Mm-hmm. Roll inside. 12. It seems like a legitimate offer. From the eyes Elmer is making at Hudson, you think that it might be because of your proximity to him, but it is a legit offer. Kenneth, on the other hand, seems to be filled with trepidation and doesn't even seem like he wants to go to the party, but you can tell he's definitely going to go. Hudson, Ollie, uh, I don't want to upset you, but he points behind you. And when you look over, you see that Grange, the half-elven teenager you had a fight with in Blade's class, is standing against one of the lockers. You see that Buster is right next to him, the tall Goliath that was lying and saying that you started the fight. You see this girl with her arm wrapped around Range's arm. She is uh, about 5'3", has blonde hair that's been really grown out, so there's dark roots into like bleach blonde hair, looking like she needs a touch up. She's wearing a crop top and very loose jeans, and all of them are staring at you. And you see that Range sort of snarls and starts to walk over. That's just a lot of uh, description for a beard. Sick burn. (laughs) Sick burn. Come on, sorry. You see that as he starts to come over, Kenneth sort of takes a step forward in front of you two and sort of puffs himself up. Are you really going to get involved with this, Kenneth? Shut up, Elmer. Grange just walks straight up to Kenneth. Kenneth is about five inches taller than Grange. So Kenneth is looking down at Grange. And Grange lifts his chin, puffs up his chest, and says, Kenneth, Grange, is there a reason you're here? 
I have some business with the people that are cowering behind you. Uh, I'm not cowering. I'm, I'm standing very normally. But I, I look like I'm cowering a lot, but I'm not. Could have fooled me. Who's cowering? Listen, Grange. Don't start a fight here. I'm not looking to start a fight. I want to have a conversation. He gestures back and the girl and Buster walk over and stand behind him with arms crossed. I want to discuss the reason that I was pulled into the principal's office when you two started a fight. I'm sorry. Do you want to go through exactly what happened again? Oh, I know what happened. Because I know what happened. I remember that you were insulting uh, me and my weasel and Ricky said something rude. I admit that was very rude of Ricky to say that. But seeing as you can't understand him and only I can, I'm not really sure why you got upset. And then you elbowed me in the fucking face. Yeah, you picked on my friend. And that wasn't cool. All right, pretty boy, skinny thing. I'm going to tell you how things work here. You don't cross my path. You don't cause problems for me. When you went into that principal's office, you should have taken the blame. Instead, I got my ass pulled in there with Buster, and now we have Saturday detention. You know what that does? puts a real big damper on the concert tickets I got for Saturday night. My girlfriend here is so disappointed. You see Matilda rolls her eyes. Yeah, so disappointed, I guess, whatever. See, real disappointed. I didn't even want to go to the concert, but you know, whatever. Listen, Grange, I'll tell you what. If you start paying me on a weekly basis, I'll start taking the blame for you on whatever the fuck it is you want. But I need to be paid for that to happen. Otherwise, I just don't see it as an equal exchange. You can get paid by not getting my fist in your face again. Nope, that is not how I can get paid. Well, why don't we settle this now? Grange starts to move around Kenneth, and Kenneth moves in front of him. Don't, Grange. Just don't. What are you, their lapdog now? No, but I'm not going to let you start a fight with anyone in front of me. I'm going to interfere since I couldn't interfere in the classroom, but I will here. Is that something you want? You want me out of your way? You leave my friends alone, all right? And I'm not going to lie to the principal because I'm really bad at lying. So take that. He is really bad at lying. You hear a small voice then. Um, are we having a party? And you see that Ned walks up his dread sort of bouncing around his face, completely oblivious about what's going on. Did I miss something? Range peers around Kenneth, looks at Ned, then looks at all of you. What is this, your pet? No. Do you feed him, pet him? Uh, Ricky is the pet. You should- He's a weasel. Be- yeah. Well, yeah, he's more of a familiar, but Ned is not a pet. Ned is really fucking powerful. And if I were you, I would look out because he completely broke the spell barrier and Baines's class. And if you don't look out, he's going to break a fucking ass. Am, am, am I going to break someone's ass? Oh, is that for sure? You see Grange looks at Ned. Can you kick my ass, little boy? Can you? Can you even reach it? No. See <laughs> Kenneth puts a hand on Grange's shoulder and pushes him back. Enough. Why would you want Ned to grab your ass? It's such a weird thing to ask. <laughs> that was a weird thing to ask. You see that at this point, Elmer has had enough, uncrosses his arms, and walks up next to Kenneth. Grange, darling. What do you want, Elmer? If you just could go, that would be 
great, Dominique. It would really excite me. I'm not gonna do anything that you tell me to, you little bitch. Oh, am I, am I a bitch now? I'm a bitch. Oh, no, honey, I believe the term you're looking for is I'm that bitch. So why don't you just chew so I can focus on people that are worth my attention and don't ugly up my sight with the repression. What exactly am I repressing? Oh, you know, and from the looks of it, your girlfriend knows too. What do you... You see Matilda sort of like looks away and uh, doesn't say anything, but looks kind of sheepish. And Buster just puts a hand on... Buster puts a hand on Grange's shoulder. It's not worth it right now. Can we please just go? Fine, fine, we'll go. But I'll remember all of you, every single one of you. Well, you see us every day, so it'd be weird if you forgot, because then you just see us tomorrow. What are you, dumb? Watch your back, pretty boy. I'll beat your face in yet. Right, that's not homoerotic at all. I would never watch that on pay-per-view. Just don't be so gross. Oh, is being gay gross? Is that what you think? Yeah, it's, 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 it's just... You see Matilda puts her hand on his opposite shoulder and says, can we just go now? Like, let's just go. No, this person is... No, Elmer just called me gay, and I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm totally not. No one called you gay, darling. That's something you just assumed yourself. You see Buster and Matilda start pulling Grange away and out down the hallway. Oh, I, I hate that man more than I hate Crocs. More than I hate... Hold on. (laughs) We're not avant-garde here. (laughs) I hate him more than I hate Crocs. Socks with sandals and, of course, facial hair. I really don't know how my people deal with it. It's so goddamn itchy. It's itchy. Hey, you know, at least you can grow facial hair. Some of us are still working on it. I have to shave twice a day to keep it off, otherwise my face feels like a brillo pad. Yeah, I'd trade with you if I could, but... Why is Grange such a jerk all the time? Man. He's, he's been that way since we were kids. You've known him since you were kids? Yeah, I mean... Kenneth actually has a very interesting history here with Grange, if you couldn't tell. That's enough, Elmer. Look, we invited them to the party. Stopped Grange. Can we go now? No offense to all of you, but I need to get to practice. Thanks for standing up for us, bud. That was really cool of you. That was really cool. Kenneth blushes and looks away. Oh, look at him. He's so cute when he plays the big damn hero and gets all sheepish. I'm gonna go, Elmer. I'll see you tomorrow. And Kenneth just storms out too. So touchy. So we'll see all of you at the party, right? Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the invite, bud. You're certainly welcome, honey. He looks you up and down. Make sure to wear that shirt again. I'll see you later. And walks out. Ned looks very confused. Um, did that scary person with the mohawk just uh, threatened me um, and us? I think so. Yeah, uh, they threaten everyone. Don't. Are don't you worry sure? About because it. like I um, I'm kind of concerned about that. Just a little. Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll look out for you. Okay. I I I mean, I guess you looked out for me earlier, Ollie. So. I'll, I appreciate that. Oh, Ollie! 
Yeah, is everything all right? Well, I, I saw you were in detention. Uh, how come oh, that was... Uh, oh, was that because of that? Yeah, it was... Um, they uh, just thought it would be good for me to spend some time with the counselor. It wasn't... It wasn't fully detention. They just, you know, thought that I could use some time. But they know it wasn't your fault, right? No, no, it was it, it totally wasn't my fault. No, um, no, it was nothing I could control anyway. It was just an accident. Yeah, it was totally an accident. Are you, Absolutely. are you all friends? I don't know this kid. Oh, hi, I'm Ned. What's your name? Oh, hey, Ned, I'm Hudson. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. You're really tall. Thanks. People don't say that to me very much. I mean, like, everyone's taller than me. Um, a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, you're pretty small. And, and what's your name? Ned, like, jumps. He almost, like, vibrates with energy over to Cecil, right in front of Cecil. Hi, I'm Ned. What? You've been really quiet. Cecil has been just completely in their own little world. As soon as, like, there was talk about closets and things and then just leaned up against a locker and started imagining what they were going to do once they finally got home um, and actively did not pay any attention to the threats with whatever was happening just like was sitting there looking up thinking and now someone's in front of their face what? Ned holds out his hand I'm Ned it's nice to meet you what's your name? Cecil looks around at everyone else. Oh, um... I'm, I'm Cecil. Ned. Uh, you're Ned. I'm Cecil. Right. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna shake my hand, or...? Um... Oh, sure, sure. And, and shakes this hand. Uh, Ned sort of fervently shakes it really hard. Like, he's just full of energy. You see his dreadlocks, his short little dreadlocks on his chin just sort of sway to and fro as he's, like, shaking your hand because his whole body shakes. It's really nice to meet you. Are you a friend with Sir Sissa and Ollie? Um, wow. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that that friend, they're friends with us. <laughs> oh, um, they're friends with me too. I've known Cecil for like a long time. Really? Yeah. Cool. It's really nice to meet you. I hope we get to be friends. Yeah, you bet, buddy. Yes, yes. Cecil, are you okay? You seem a little, you know, stressed. What's wrong? I'm fine. Are you sure? Do you want to talk about it? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll back off. Um. <laughs> or no. <laughs> well, anyway, it's um, it's totally nice to meet you. Did you hear about the party on Friday? Yeah, you gonna go? Uh, I didn't have anyone to go with, but I, I was sort of torn because like I don't want to miss out on anything, but like there's 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 people that are kind of mad at me for what happened today. But at the same time, if I don't go. Like, they might make fun of me for that anyway, so... But I don't have anyone to go with. Always says... We should go with us. We're totally gonna go. All of you? Even you, Suri? I... Yeah! If you're, if you're going, I'll totally come. I... Yeah, this is a plan. This is great. Thank you. Well, I... I'll, I'll totally come with you Friday. But I gotta get going now, so um, I gotta run home. Uh, great meeting all of you. Bye, Ned. Bye. Waves his hands energetically and, like, runs off. I don't think I can go to the what party. What do you mean? We'll have to go. Suri says as as he's as Ned is like fleeing. Why not? I, I would never get permission to go. What? I, so I just sneak uh, out. What? Sneak out of my house? 
Yeah, of, of, of course. Oh, um, I don't know. I, that, and I, um, that, I don't even, I don't think I, I mean, like, the, so, I mean, I've got, it, just to get down listen, to the, listen, the, the lawn. I can help you. What? How? I can help you. Yes, I can. I, I don't know. I can make it look like you're there studying. I mean, technically it's a school event because there's going to be students there, right? I couldn't look at my parents and say it's a school event. I can't, I can't lie to, not my mom's face. And then, oh, because, um, I don't, like, you don't have to go to the party. I'm not going to go to the party. What? Yes, you are. You have to go. Come on. I don't want to go. Well, why not? Listen, we have to stick together and we have to go to this place because this place is kind of undergroundish, and it might be where we have to go next for our quest. We're on a quest? Yeah, we had that voice and then, you know, go below. This is oh. probably where it is. Well, I thought it meant something completely different and I was just like, well, I guess I gotta get to know you all better. Cecil starts like, no, okay, shh, 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 Hallway. Is it a secret? Shh, shh, shh. Cecil's, Cecil's waving their hands and just looking around, scared. Well, it's a secret that we're awesome. Do we have to keep this? I don't think the voice told me to keep it secret. Is it secret? Probably. You really think that's what we have to do? I do. I really think that. I think you all have to go to the party. Siri's so gonna try to roll insight to see if this is bullshit. <laughs> so Siri got a thirteen. To read Ollie's bullshit. Okay. Um, you look at Ollie and Ollie, roll deception. I'm so good at this. Hold on. <laughs> I know. It's so unfair to me. <laughs> Watch me fail my roll entirely, though. Uh, let's see. I only have a 10 on deception. Total? Yeah. Sorry, so you can tell it's bullshit. You don't believe that not really i half believe it okay i i really do think that we need to start looking for like places to go that are kind of undergroundy and this is a really good place to start but i mean how are we gonna if there are a bunch of people around how would we even get a chance to look well i don't know i assume that the magic inside of us will just like shimmer or Whatever, and then, uh, you know. I'd have to think about it. You've never met my mom. I mean, you seem, like, drastically afraid of your mom. Is there something that we should know about? Are you safe? Oh, yeah, no. My parents are just, they just have really high standards for um, uh, behavior and stuff. So they can just be really strict is all. So you're saying that we can go to this party, but not actually have to engage in any of the party activities and we can just go investigate instead yeah who knows you might have fun yeah i can't like i can think of at least 17 and a half things way more fun to do on a friday night than go to a party really i can't unless it was like a game games I can think of several games. Yeah, like a wrestling match. I used to love going to those. 
They're dry out soon, aren't they? Huh. I should try out for the team here. More like a board game. I guess if we're all gonna go to ex to investigate and try to figure out what comes next, I could try? Uh, so sorry. I, uh, I don't wanna like, well, I do kind of want to pressure you to go, but if you really need help uh, with kind of getting around your parents, uh, I'm kind of an expert in that sort of thing, so let me know. But I don't want to like invite myself over because that's weird. Suri just gets a look. When the phrase invite myself over, it's just like, she might even possibly pale a little bit. Um, sir, that won't be necessary. All right, sorry. Uh, no, no, not you. You're I. Just, no, I um, get it. It's fine. Uh, no, I gotta get going anyway. All right, see you later. Uh, Bye, guys. And Ollie kind of like walks off. Oh, yeah. Huh. Sorry, Ollie was acting real weird. Now I'm like confused. I'm gonna go too. All right. And Cecil, Cecil takes the opportunity to get away. I guess I should probably go too. My family will be. You need a ride home, Zuri? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's kind of out of, it's kind of a distance now. I was just going to try to figure out the bus schedule. Where do you live? How can you live? That's really nice of you. Thank you. And Suri gives Hudson an address about a block away. Hudson does not notice. <laughs> oh, in my head, I was just like, wow, Suri is just like really trying to work her way and is spending more time with Hudson. That's like dope. <laughs> no, she didn't think he would. She feels bad about it. Like, oh no, he's being so nice and I'm sort of tricking him, but he'll never know. And that makes me feel both better and worse. You mean a block away from your actual address? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yes, not a block away from school, a block away from my actual address. <laughs> Just drive block block. Nope. She, uh, no, she, she gives an address in the nicer part of town, probably not all that far away from where Hudson lives, um, but a block away from her house because this way she doesn't have to explain why somebody was dropping her off who's not her eldest brother, Seth. Hudson, can you give me a pure luck check? Just a roll of the d20 to see if Suri accidentally chose your actual address. 13. That's your actual address. That's my address? Yes. Suri Sissa accidentally wrote down your actual address. Aw, oh, dope! You live in my house? I had no idea! <laughs> Wait, what? Yo, what? where have you been? Where you been living? What is my mom your mom? What? Oh no! Well, that can't be right. My mom's like the nicest lady. Wait, I'm sorry. What? What do you? What do you? What do you mean? Or if she's like crazy, and then she's got like one nice family and then one bad family, and she's like, I don't know. I think I saw a movie like that one time. Anyways, we're going to the what? same place. What? No, what? Let's no. Go. What? Hudson drags Surrey off over her protest that she does not, in fact, actually live with Hudson, to which Hudson is paying not at all attention. 
Ollie and Cecil, what do you think you're doing when you leave? Cecil is going to start walking to... Oh, I don't actually know what kind of transport they take home. Um, but they are, at that juncture, going to actually read their texts. So you see the text from Jenny earlier. There is a question mark text underneath it, but that's it. And there's no other text there. There was also the text that I deliberately ignored from my my mother. Uh, oh, yeah. So I will too. just write on my way to the mother. And to Jenny, I just write... New school. Cell phone service bad. I'll email you later. You get about five text messages back for your mom. Honey, are you not home yet? Are you, are you not there? What, what happened to you? Where'd you go? You said you were doing something after school, but like, you should be home now. Honey, I'm in between my shifts. I'm about to go to the restaurant straight from the factory. I can't... Just tell them that you're okay. You're alive. I'm fine. And then puts the phone back in their pocket. Ollie, how about you? Um, Ollie is going to uh, walk in the direction of ostensibly where he lives, um, but doesn't want to go home. So he's going to go sit outside a liquor store where he used to be able to get booze and uh, retraces the X's on the backs of his hands. And with that, we end our session. This has been Fast Times at D&D High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephroth everywhere online. I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromer, spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatterraven on Twitter, and Books and Wunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm Ren, and I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at make underscore believe underscore on Twitch, where I run indie system one shots and do a weekly interview show. I'm Elise, several sentient otters. I am not on the internet. Don't at me. You can also find all of us on Twitter at Fast Times DND. That's Fast Times D, the letter N, D. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash Fast Times DND. Again, Fast Times D, the letter N, D. If you want to know more about the world, the players, our characters, check out FastTimesDND.com. Transcripts of our episode audio are provided by Z Bowditch at Fandom Junkie Z. That's Z-E-E on Twitter. Fast Times at D&D High is an Arcana Cast production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes. Uh, and we ran out of things. Still don't at me. Tune in next time to hear the story unfold.